0: Coming to you live from the Cowboys' headquarters in Frisco. Deep in the heart of Texas, it's the Star
1: at Night. Wow, dramatic much?
0: Why are you getting in the way of my intro? You
1: mean our intro? We're your hosts. I'm Kelsey Charles. And I'm David Hellman. Okay, let's just start this show now. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to the star at night. It's nice to have you guys back after a incredible win with conviction against the Washington football team. David, um, that was an impressive showing by the Dallas Cowboys.
0: But I got
1: Buster. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, so. I Yeah, that was great. Um, I do want to dive in though because again, this offense has been a topic of conversation this season. specifically the last couple of games. It seems like they haven't really been doing much. Well, they went ahead and silenced all the naysayers this weekend. Tell me what you saw on Sunday.
0: I saw them do all of the things that they are supposed to do. And you know, a lot of people are going to try to discredit it and that's fine. Washington's not a terribly good team. This is the same team for the most part. That they went against two weeks ago and couldn't do anything right they scored 20 points in that game well fast forward to sunday night they put up 40 in the first half the running game definitely not explosive but a lot better the play action worked to perfection dak had so many great looks coming out of the threat of the run game got all of his receivers involved by the way his receivers helped him and actually caught passes just all the stuff we haven't seen was working in tandem. It was great.
1: All right, so let's talk about working in tandem because the defense also showed up too. Tank Lawrence had himself a nice My little God. game, but he wasn't the only one. Talk about this Cowboys defense and what Dan Quinn's crew did on Sunday.
0: At some point, you're just going to have to assume that this is going to keep happening. Like the law of averages says you're not going to get multiple takeaways every time you play. Well, When's that going to happen? Because they still managed to get two in this game. And that's on top of another five sacks, by the way. And if you don't think that's related, you're crazy. When you're smacking the quarterback around the way the Cowboys have been doing to Taylor Heineke. That poor guy. Like, Taylor, Taylor Heineke just wants to. He just wanted to fulfill his childhood dream of playing in the NFL. Welcome to it, baby. And the Cowboys are like, bet. Okay. <laughs> we're going to knock the hell out of you. And that when you do that to the quarterback, good things happen. Trayvon Diggs. Somebody I would love Number to know, 11. I would love to know who on Washington's coaching staff thought trying him on the first snap of the game was a great idea, but these guys just fall, man. They make opportunities with their plays and and when they have a chance at a takeaway, they usually cash in on it. It's amazing to watch.
1: I love to see it. All right, my friend. Well, this is obviously way different than last year and uh, yeah, what a, what a difference a year
2: makes. <laughs>
1: so we're going to break down some of our top four reasons as to what has led to this team success coming up next.
2: Cowboys Star at Night is brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the official sporting goods retailer of the Dallas Cowboys. AT&T. And by Favor, the official on-demand food delivery partner of the Dallas Cowboys. This segment is brought to you by the Dallas Morning News. Nobody does sports like Sports Day. You're home for complete Dallas Cowboys coverage.
1: All right, David. So I was doing some reflecting, if you will, (laughs) towards the end of the year and what a season it's been. So um, I came up with a list of some of the top reasons why this Cowboys team has been having the success they have. And I want to break it down with you. It's a bit true. of a Mount Rushmore, if you will.
0: A Mount Rushmore of why they're so much better this year? Yes. Okay, honestly. let's do it.
1: Okay, so uh, number four, let's start with the obvious. They uh, signed Dak Prescott.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny because like I don't think about this the same way that I think about some of these other things. Like, Dak was going to be here. I never had any doubt about that. I really appreciate the Cowboys for getting it out of the way, but we knew that. But, man, it's, it's been a joy to see him bounce back from that injury and, and hit the ground running the way he has.
1: All right, well, he's not the only player that this team signed. They had a pretty strong offseason in terms of free agent signings, and I want to get your thoughts on some of the most impactful.
0: Now, this is wild. Because Again, I knew they were going to sign Dak. What I didn't know is that everybody that they brought in in free agency for pennies was going to be great. J Ron curse signed for nothing. De- De- Keanu Neal and Demonte Casey. They were bargain bargain fine dollar store deals Carlos Watkins like all these guys that nobody was expecting much of killing it way to go.
1: I love it. All right. So another person that's killing it too is uh, Micah Parsons. I have to imagine we go. drafting him was a pretty big deal for this team. Talk to me.
0: Even the people that wanted Micah Parsons to be the pick never saw this coming like just imagine. Go back to draft night and think about the let's not sugarcoat it disappointment among most Cowboys fans that they didn't get J.C. Horner, Patrick Sertan. Oh, guess what? They got a guy who's in the running for Defensive Player of the Year right now. It, I mean, don't hate it. If I had to pick one thing that has single-handedly changed this team the most from last year to this, other than Dak being healthy, it's that guy, which is amazing.
1: All right, so the guy who's in charge of telling that guy what to do, Dan Quinn. I have to imagine, yeah. Uh, His presence on this team has been pretty impactful as well.
0: Swag Daddy Dan? Sure. (laughs) Yes, uh, case in point, Dan Quinn was the voice that brought a lot of those guys here. Like the free agent signings that you make, the decisions that you make, scouting defensive players in the draft. It's not just Micah. Kelvin Joseph, Oso Digizua, Chauncey Golston, all those guys are making an impact. And then there's the scheme of it all, by the way. Dan Quinn one of the best hires the Cowboys have made in recent memory.
1: Dan Quinn, the God. All right, so we're gonna break down what is coming up next for this Cowboys team with friend of the show, Danny Surek.
2: This segment was brought to you by the Dallas Morning News. Nobody does sports like Sports Day. You're home for complete Dallas Cowboys coverage. This segment is brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Official sporting goods retailer of the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Across literally more than a decade working in sports media, our next guest is one of my absolute favorite colleagues of all time. I'm not even just saying that because she can hear me right now. My partner in crime from dallascowboys.com, now a team reporter Aww. with the Arizona Cardinals, Danny Sarek. Hi, friend.
3: Hi, you were never that nice to me in person when I was your coworker, So it's nice to hear that you feel that way about me. Thank you.
0: That's a really good point. But hey, in my defense, Kelsey knows this too. My love language is being mean. So if I'm talking mean to you, it Same. means I really like you. Which, Danny, in your first season with the Cardinals, okay, not very many teams are in as unique a spot as Arizona right now. Like y'all have been the hottest team in the NFL for most of the year on a three game losing streak right now. So I'm sure there's some concern there. But meanwhile, at the same time, you lock up a playoff spot over the weekend, despite losing to Indianapolis. So a lot of reasons to be excited, maybe a lot of reasons to be concerned. Just what's the overall vibe out there right now?
3: Yeah, it's kind of like a combination of the two. This is the first time the Cardinals have made the playoffs since 2015. So there's definitely a lot of excitement behind that, knowing that they've already secured a spot in the playoffs to play for the Super Bowl. However, they wish that it would have come maybe a little bit under different circumstances to a little bit of that because the Cardinals have had the last three games with an opportunity to win and clinch a spot on their own. However, they had to get a little help from San Francisco and Minnesota this past week. However, this team got to this point with 10 wins on their own. So it's not to say that they haven't gotten into the playoffs because of anybody else. They got into this position because of themselves. They just had to get a little help to make it official. And they are in one of the most difficult divisions in the NFC West. So that's something to consider as well. Um, The team, though, is, is not necessarily focused on playoffs quite yet because they know that you want to be playing your best football in December and they just haven't been. They're on that three-game losing skid. They have struggled playing at home as of late. So they're working right now on fixing those corrections so that these last two regular season games, they can kind of fix what hasn't been working so well for this team and they can build some momentum and go into the playoffs hot.
1: Okay, so it seems like After losing DeAndre Hopkins, this team kind of struggled a little bit. Obviously, that makes sense. They had some injuries in the backfield. And so I want to know from you, really, this Cowboys defense has been hot. That's not a new topic this season. But what are they going to have to face with this Cardinals offense? And what are the weapons they're going to bring to the field?
3: I think Kyler Murray is so unique. Um, I'm not sure that this defense has faced a lot of quarterbacks like him this season with the dual threat. Now, he hasn't been running as much this season in the past, and that's been on purpose, trying to protect his legs, protect his body, have him work more from the pocket. However, against the Colts, he had a 57-yard run. He ended up with like 74 rushing yards, so that's definitely still an option. Kyler, statistically, has been one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league, and that's with, with missing three games in the middle of the season with an ankle injury. So while this offense hasn't been hot, they are still a good offense. I think they're just figuring out ways to work around the fact that they don't have DeAndre Hopkins outside anymore because not only does that affect the way defenses are lining up against those wide receivers, some of those wide receivers are having to shift around a little bit. Christian Kirk, who's been great in the slot, is kind of having to adjust. Uh, Rondell Moore missed the Christmas game against the Colts dealing with an ankle injury. So we're waiting to see if he will be back ahead of the Cowboys game. And also the running game obviously affects the way that, you know, Kyler Murray is able to use his wide receivers as well. Uh, Chase Edmonds, their number one running back, was on IR for three weeks. And James Conner really stepped up, proving he could still be a number one running back like he was in Pittsburgh and his ability not just be a bulldozer, but to also be shifty and fast and a reliable pass option for Kyler Murray. However, James Conner missed the last game with a heel injury, so waiting to see if he will be available Sunday against the Cowboys as well. So they've just kind of been dealing with injuries, the offensive line. They've had a lot of inconsistencies due to injuries. They've only had one starter. Their left tackle, DJ Humphreys, is the only starter on the offensive line who hasn't missed multiple games this season. So it's just kind of figuring out how are players gonna shuffle around, how can they find that chemistry and able to connect with each other in ways that they haven't really had to do so far this season up until this point.
0: So Danny, I've been looking forward to asking you this one because you were my guy with draft coverage. For years here, we talked about so many prospects. So, I feel like nobody talks about the Arizona defense. Meanwhile, I'm over here being a draft nerd, (laughs) seeing they have so many of my favorite players from the past few years, whether it's Isaiah Simmons, Byron Murphy, my guy, Buda Baker, out there killing it. So, what is... Just give me an impression of like the identity of this defense because I do feel like considering how good the Cardinals are, it is a very undersold part of, of who they are right now.
3: Absolutely. This defense has played very well and I think the run defense has gotten a lot of talk about being the, the biggest weakness of this team consistently throughout the season. That's because up until as of late, the rest of this team had just been shining and, and this defense is filled with heavy, hard hitters like Buddha Baker, Isaiah Simmons, who is pretty much like a unicorn the way that he is built and able to play. He is tall and he might seem lanky, but he is a great tackler. His speed is out of this world. He is able to go from coverage to then catch up with wide receivers. Uh, So this defense has definitely held their own, especially for a couple games in the middle of the season where the offense wasn't putting up 30 plus points in game. It was the defense keeping them in that game. And I actually think that the run defense has improved the last couple of weeks. Their last game on Christmas against the Colts, they faced running back Jonathan Taylor, who, if he weren't a running back, legitimately might be the MVP. That's just not actually how it ends up panning out, but that's the kind of season he's had. And the Cardinals did a really good job of containing him. He only had three explosive plays, and on his other 21 of his 24 carries, They were combined for just 36 yards. So this run defense, even without J.J. Watt, who was on IR with shoulder injury, this defense, the front seven, has found a way to improve these last couple of weeks. It's just kind of been the secondary that's been a little picked on, I think, because of that. And so that's kind of where ahead of this Cowboys matchup, I'm looking for the biggest improvement on this defense is in that secondary. It's unfortunate timing that two of their top cornerbacks have now gotten hurt. Robert Alford is out on IR, so he has to miss the last two regular seasons, regular games of the season with a pec injury, and rookie cornerback Marco Wilson, who's had a really good season, injured his shoulder in the first half of the Colts game and didn't come back, so we don't have any word yet on uh, how long-term or you know serious that injury might be If it's going to keep him out of this matchup, but that's where I'm looking for this defense to make the biggest improvements from last week is in that secondary and that passing game, especially against a three-headed monster. So,
0: hey, they haven't been one recently, but you never know. They they, they look good. They look good on Sunday against Washington, but who didn't? Normally, this is where we would thank our guest for her time and wish her well, but we like Danny so much, we've got her coming back to preview the percentages of this matchup. Stick with us. We'll be right back.
2: This segment is brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors, official sporting goods retailer of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: So they say the NFL is a game of inches, but it's also a game of percentages, and we are going to play just that today. So I'm going to get Danny and Dave's opinions on the following scenarios and their likelihood, if you will.
0: There's a 100% chance that I beat Danny in fantasy football this weekend, just so (laughs) you know.
1: Oh, no. Whatever, David. Get over it. (laughs) Get over it. All right. All all right, you two. That's all I'll say. Okay, let's start with the first one. Uh, What are the percentages that Dak has more passing yards than Kyler this weekend? I'm
0: going to say 75% because Kyler's ability to scramble worries me, and I think you can create a lot of big plays that way. But we just saw Dak in this passing offense open things up last weekend. Kyler doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins. I feel good saying Dak.
3: This one's hard because the Cardinals offense has put up more total yards in their last than their last three opponents. So it's not like they're not moving the chains. Um, not only do they not have DeAndre Hopkins, I'm just kind of expecting more of a run game if we can assume that James Conner comes back as a one-two punch with Chase Edmonds. So I'm actually going to uh, make it a little higher. If Dak's the one having more passing yards. Yeah, I'm going to say that's
1: like 80, 85%. I think he's going to have more passing yards than Kyler Murray. All right. Um, Okay, so following up next then, how about the likelihood that these two face each other in the playoffs? We know Arizona's already locked up their spot. Uh, How are you feeling about that, Dave? Oh,
0: that's a good question. And I think, I mean, that would involve the Cowboys probably. the The way that that happens is if the Cowboys finish fourth and if the Cardinals finish as the first wild card. I know some stuff's got to happen to put Arizona back in the division lead. Obviously, the Cowboys would have to win out to to be higher than four. Probably it it just feels like there's a lot of moving parts for one reason or another. I think I'm saying like 15 percent chance. It just doesn't seem like a likely first round matchup at this point. Okay.
3: Yeah, the Cardinals can still clinch the division if they went out and the Rams lose at least one of their games. But then you're also having to rely on the Cowboys and Tampa and all these other moving parts. And as fun as that would be for me personally to get to see you guys for a second game this season, yeah, I think this is – I'm going to go even lower.
1: I'm going to say 10% chance. Okay, so let's down the playoff talk for a minute. So how about the likelihood, percentage-wise, that someone other than Tampa or Green Bay wins the NFC? Dave?
0: I'm putting at it like, wait, wait, wins the NFC or is the number one seed? I want to be clear wins, wins it. Yes. Oh, I'm going to say at least 40% like the NFC is jumbled right now. Like you can't sit there and tell me that one team is definitively that much better. Like, yeah, Green Bay has got a better record than everybody. They've got some losses on their schedule. They played a very, very close game against Arizona earlier this year. How about Tampa just got shut out by the Saints? By no means do I think that those two teams are a runaway. And that's what makes this fun. Like Arizona could absolutely put together a run, regardless of where they finish. I'll take the Cowboys against just about anybody. I'm no less than forty. I say thirty-five percent.
3: Okay, Danny. Well, you also aren't accounting for the Los Angeles Rams, So I'm going to go, I'll give them a a 25% chance on this one.
1: Okay. All right. So um, here's something that's been a topic of conversation this season. The thought of losing one of these coordinators, specifically uh, Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore, Jacksonville has already requested to speak to both of them. What's the likelihood that uh, they actually return?
0: That they return? I put it at. 50%. Uh, They just, these are great jobs. These are smart guys. I think it would take the right opportunity. I don't think it's a guarantee that they're gone.
3: For both, you're asking if like both of them, not just one of them. Individually,
1: one of them's fine.
3: (laughs) Oh, um, yeah, I look, I, I be honest, right? Like I haven't covered this team for most of the season now. So I'm obviously not in the know as much as the two of you guys are. Uh, Kellamore has turned down plenty of other opportunities to stay with the Cowboys. So I feel that's a little more secure, unless it is the perfect opportunity. But Dan Quinn has been a head coach. And even though he said, since he was hired as defensive coordinator, he wants to be where his feet are. That's a pretty tempting offer, especially for somebody who's already been in that situation. So I
1: would see that it's more likely that Dan Quinn, at the very least, does not return to the Cowboys. Okay, this last one is a personal quest by you, Danny. So I'm gonna go ahead and toss it to you first. What do you think the percentage is that David Hellman rubs his eyebrows off before the age of 50?
3: <laughs> 100%, it is a guarantee. <laughs> it is oh I've missed that Dave. Oh, the sad
0: thing is like I like when we've been cutting to Danny this whole time, like that's how I pass the time. I look I wish I wish I could do something about it. I'm sorry, but I, I appreciate you highlighting that for me. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> Can't wait to see you this weekend. In the meantime, when we get back from break we're gonna talk New Year's resolutions. Maybe I can resolve to stop rubbing Probably my not, eyebrow. Though. Probably not this. <laughs>
2: Cowboys star at night was brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors the official sporting goods retailer of the Dallas Cowboys AT&T and by NFL game pass you'll never miss a game again enjoy full and condensed game replays from week one to the Super Bowl. All
1: right David so this is officially the last show of this year so I need to get your thoughts on any resolutions that you have for 2022 for this Dallas Cowboys
0: team. Here's the thing, Kels, time is a construct fabricated by society to make us feel better about how terrifying the universe is. So there's no difference between January 1st and December 31st, just keep going. Just do all, do the good stuff. Keep, keep forcing the takeaways. Keep playing good on offense. It has nothing to do with the time of year. If you want to start reading more books or exercise more, just do it now.